Welcome to A Beautiful Mama Podcast, where we encourage mamas to walk in their amazing mom abilities by faith, beauty, and the realness of just being a mom. I am your host, Britt Mediana, and this is the first ever episode. I would love to just take this time to do a simple introduction on myself and explain to you what a beautiful mama is. Are you ready? Hey, mamas. So let's get this thing started, yeah? Oh, man. I'm so excited to just be doing this because I've never done a podcast before. My husband has a podcast. Um, His name is John and his podcast is Divine Hustle. And I've done like one or two with him on that. But this one's like all mine, you know? So this is like my space talk about whatever I want. (laughs) It's just really cool and exciting. So intros, let me introduce myself. So my name is Britt Mediana and I'm married to my husband, John, like I just said, and we've been married for three years. We got married October, 2016. We've known each other for so many years. We met in 2007. I can't do the math in my head right now. How sad is that? Um, but we met in 2007. We we were friends for a very, very long time and then started dating in 2015, got married 2016. We lived in, um, LA for a couple years. And then 2018, we moved to Las Vegas and we've been here since then. Um, I'm also a makeup artist by profession. So I've been in the makeup slash beauty industry for nine years total. This is nine years. And um, started in 2011. Um, I Seven years out of the nine years, I was beauty slash cosmetic retail. So my background in makeup is predominantly retail. So product knowledge, um, you know, sales, customer service, all that stuff. But for three years straight, I was a part of a bridal team in Southern California, and I did like three to five weddings a weekend, which was always so fun. Um, so yeah, I have, I did, I've done music videos, I've done, I've done a fashion show, I've done um, a lot of photo shoots. So I've, I've done a lot um, within the makeup world. So. I love makeup. However, it's not like the one thing I'm obsessed with. I wouldn't even call myself a makeup junkie, to be honest. I just, I love what makeup does and I love the power that it has. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, So when I started in 2011 in beauty, I originally wanted to be just in the beauty world. So I thought the best way to do that was to be a hairstylist. And um, I pursued just what it would be like to become a hairstylist. I interviewed a lot of different beauty schools to become a cosmetologist and get licensed. Um, I was 21 at the time. And I just, I knew I wanted to be in the beauty world. That was like, I know, I know, I know I want to do this because Every time I got my hair done, I always felt like my hairstylist was like my therapist. And I thought that was so cool because for, you know, up to two hours, you have someone in your chair and they are telling you their whole life story and all their problems. And like you're 
such a pivotal person in their life. Like you are so significant in their life because not just because they tell you everything in your in their lives, but so what they're doing is legitimately handing you their insecurities and they're trusting you to make them feel, look, and be beautiful and amazing. Like that's so powerful. And warning, I'm such a deep person. Like I go deep so hard so fast. So prepare yourself. (laughs) If you're a hairstylist and you've never thought of that, if you were like, no, I just like to cut hair because it's fun or no, I just like to make people feel good. Like you do so much more than just making someone look good. Like you are responsible for how they feel, how they see themselves, how others see them. It's, It's a very big thing, especially for us women, because we are so about our appearance and it's not even uh, it's not a bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing though you know society might say how dare you judge someone by how they look like I don't know my philosophy my theory is that there's so much importance in how we portray ourselves and yes like we should be concerned more about the heart 100% but how do you get to know someone's heart if they look ratchet and if they look like they want to kill you or if they just don't look approachable, you're not going to approach them to get to know their heart. So there's there's a fine balance between owning and just being, you know, just making yourself look approachable. And ex- you, you know what I mean? There's, there's a balance between that. So Anyways, I'm rambling, but yeah, so I originally started and I wanted to, uh, I thought I would get my cosmetology license because I thought that was the way to do it, to be in the beauty industry. And so I remember sitting with my friend who had just finished um, makeup school. So she got certified at a makeup college in uh, LA. I met with my friend and I'm like, hey, I know you just got your certification in makeup, is that the best route to go? Like, do I go to school or like help me pick a school? Like I was just trying to pick her brain and she gave me probably the best advice I've gotten at the time. And she sat me down and she was like, look, there's two ways you can approach this. You can go to school, spend a bunch of money. You can become licensed as a cosmetologist or you can get a job in the industry that you really want and learn on the job, get paid to be trained, and then figure out if this is for you or not. And I was like, that is so brilliant. So brilliant. So that's what I set up to do. I um, applied to almost every beauty counter and makeup store that I could find within my area. And after applying to like so many different stores, Sephora was the only store that called me. So I was at the register for about a year and I took every opportunity I could to learn anything. So I would talk to all the artists. Um, We would have brand reps that came in and teach us about the product or brands. And I would ask their, I would ask them all the questions I could think of and pick their brain and just teach me everything you knew. And then I would go home and I would YouTube specific things. I YouTube contour and I YouTube um, color theory, like just all the things that you need to know to understand makeup application. 
I YouTube that. So I was basically self-taught for a year. Um, and within that year, I did one wedding on my own. And that was like such a milestone for me. I was so excited. And then um, year two, Sephora, this is back then. So they don't do this anymore. But at Sephora, they sent you to training. So they sent me to LA and it was like a three-day training where you went through all makeup concepts. You went through face shape and structure, um, product knowledge. You went through skincare, product knowledge and skincare, like basic esthetician 101. So you literally learned everything. They give you a binder and give you all this information. It was literally the dream. And I got paid to learn it all. Like I didn't go to school once, which was so cool about it. Um, So after two years, I was a certified artist. I had um, one of the pro makeup artists come to Sephora and I had testing and I had to do two different models and two different looks. And uh, I, you know, passed with flying colors and became certified. And I was so excited. I was so excited that I told everyone that I was a makeup artist and I could do your makeup. And so uh, my friend that I had talked to before who gave me the advice, she actually helped me um, do stuff outside of Sephora. So she would have a fashion show or she would do, you know, makeup for models or photo shoots. And she would have me come and like apprentice under her or help her out. Um, So again, like I learned on the job, which was so so great. At first, I was really excited about the makeup artistry of it. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Transforming a face and like learning product knowledge was all my favorite thing. I loved it. I loved it when new product came out because everything was so different and everything had its own ingredients and its own story behind it. And I just uh, soaked it all up. And then there's this one woman that came in and she changed my view of the power of makeup forever. Like I will never go back to seeing makeup as just makeup or just product or just something pretty. Like that's no longer a concept in my mind. So this one time, it was the first time I was in the skincare section of Sephora because normally I was either at the register or I was at the makeup area. We had our own zones. And um, the skincare people normally stayed in skincare because that was their expertise. So it was so busy. And um, I was put in skincare. I was freaking out because I didn't know so much about skincare yet. Like I, I was still fairly new to it. And this woman comes up and she has her husband and she's kind of frantic, you know, she's like freaking out and because it's really busy and I get it. It's a Saturday, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to help her. She's like, oh, I just need a face powder. I'm like, okay. And I'm going through my like proper steps of how to approach a client, what questions to ask, open-ended questions. Don't let them say no, like add on product. Like I'm going through the whole philosophy of selling, right? And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of powder are you looking for? And she's like, I don't know. There's a powder that I had before. I just don't know what it's called. I don't even know what it looks like, but I'm sure if you showed it to me, I would, I would know. And I'm like, uh okay, uh, I don't know. I'm in skincare, so I can't take you around. She's like, no one's helping me. Like she was really stressed, right? And so I radio on the headset like, hey, I have a client. I'm just going to walk her to um, this brand. I think it was Lancome. 
yeah I was like I'm gonna walk her to Lancome and then I'll come back to skincare and they're like okay cool I'll just make it quick so I walk her to Lancome and Lancome was the first powder that I saw like it wasn't like I took her there because I knew this was the best thing for her it was literally the first thing I saw and I was like I'm just gonna give this to you and hopefully you are satisfied and walk away because <laughs> I can't answer your questions I'm I'm stressed out because you're stressed out and um so I like show her the powder and she's like yeah actually I think this is the one that I used I'm like oh great perfect do you know what color you were and she's like no I don't and I'm like dang it okay that means I have to color match all right so I grab like three colors and I take her back to skincare and she wants like a full-on consultation like she wants to sit down she wants me to apply the foundation all over and just make sure that everything's good and I'm getting the glares from my managers and they're starting to circle me like, Brittany, what the heck are you doing? And I'm just like, I just gotta do this. I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed out. So I'm like figuring it out as I go, hoping that my manager doesn't like kick me out. So, um, sit her down and I start, you know, color swatching. I'm like, okay, this is, this looks like the color for you. Um, you can go grab it and then go get in line if you want. And she's like, actually, can you just put it on all over? And her husband's just standing there. He's not really involved. He's just kind of like, I'm here, whatever. I'm like, okay, sure. So I grab my brush and just start applying it on her. And she starts explaining to me how she never gets out of the house and she gets really stressed in big crowds. So she's really nervous right now because she was like sweating and I'm like what the heck is that big of a deal like why are you why are you sweating and um so she's explaining to me how she has Crohn's disease and how she never leaves the house and she needed this powder to help with like her you know oil production and just sweat to minimize that and just all this stuff and I'm like oh I don't know about Crohn's disease. Like, is it horrible? It sounds horrible. And she's like, I'm on, you know, 10 different medications and I literally can't leave the house. I'm so uncomfortable. And she just starts explaining to me what Crohn's disease is. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Well, I'm going to try and make this as fast as possible. Like I didn't know, um, you know, as soon as I'm done, you can jump in line and, you know, will help you out. And like one thing led to another. And all I remember saying as I'm applying her makeup, um, so now I'm like way over my time with her. We're only supposed to spend like 10 minutes with a client if it's not an appointment. And I'm like 15 to 20 minutes by now. And um, I literally see my manager like circling around trying to get my attention. And <laughs> I full on take the headset out of my ear. And I'm like, okay, I need to talk to this woman. So I'm applying her makeup and I'm just like, uh, hey, you know, I just want to give you some encouragement. Like, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the pain that you're going through, but I do know that this life is just a vapor and you can only do so much. So like, hopefully you're able to move on and move past what you're going through and just enjoy the little things that you do have. And I don't mean to be insensitive, but I just like... I just hope that you're able to enjoy the things in life that you can enjoy instead of focusing on the things that you can't. And she was like, you're a Christian. And I was like, oh, dang it. 
mm, yeah, I am. And she's like, cool, me too. I'm like, oh, cool. So we started talking about church, where she goes, where I go. And she's like, the moment you said a vapor, I knew because that's in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, it is. And so I end up praying for her on the spot. Like she has her eyes closed because I'm doing her makeup. But I'm like, you know, applying her makeup and just start praying for her. And I'm, you know, just praying that she gets healed and praying that God just encounters her and gives her faith and gives her hope, her and her husband, that they're strong and that they're able to find better results and meet better doctors and that this is no longer a struggle for them. Like super, super simple. It wasn't like, Lord, please, you know, cometh and be divine. It wasn't anything crazy like that. It was just really simple. And, um, that was it. She thanked me, gave me a hug, grabbed the powder. She grabbed the brush as well. I think I did like a pretty decent basket for that moment. And she got in line and bought the product and that was it. It's like, no big deal. Cool. But in that moment, I was like, okay, God, there's so much more to just make up. Like I see you now and I see, I see the power of this. And so from that moment on, every client that I had, every customer that walked in, I saw it as an opportunity to not only just like be positive with them, but also to just speak life into who they are and their situation as a woman. Because I found that every single woman, whether they were super confident or not, whether they were older or younger, it did not matter. Every single woman came in and had a sense of just like, I don't even know how to explain it. They were searching for something and it wasn't just a product, but they were searching to be beautiful. They were searching for someone to affirm who they were and they were looking for that affirmation in the makeup. And like literally 80% of the women would come in and be like, hey, what's the best selling product? What's the best mascara? What's the best foundation? What's the most popular lipstick? And I would I would love it when they came in and did that because I'd be like, look, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, there's no such thing as the best because the best is the best for you. So why don't you tell me what you're looking for and what you need and I will find you the best product for that. So from that moment, I was like, this is cool. I know what I'm supposed to be doing now. And that's just one story. Um, I'll be sharing multiple stories throughout this podcast. What I learned and what I love about makeup and in my nine years of being hands-on with makeup um, and people, um, what I love about it is that it really is so powerful. And coming from a Christian background. I grew up being told that it wasn't good to like makeup. Um, You were considered selfish or insecure or even conceited if you liked makeup and if you like to do your makeup, if you like to do your hair, if you like to, if you worried about your outfit all the time, like it came across as though you didn't accept yourself for who you are. And so you you had to like change something about you because you didn't like how God made you. And so it was like this whole thing that was really negative when I was growing up. And when I started working at Sephora and that first encounter, I was like, that's not true. No, makeup isn't that 
crazy. Like makeup is just makeup. It's just a vehicle to something else. Yeah, I'm sure we all have insecurities and a lot of people probably do go to makeup to cover their insecurities. But from what I'm seeing on this side, it's way too powerful for like it can override those insecurities and it can actually do the opposite of that and give you so much more confidence and I just got so excited that I found this new perspective of makeup and beauty and so uh, what I've taken from being in the industry for nine years now is the the main fact that makeup doesn't change you for who you are obviously unless you allow it to And I think that's what we see a lot of times today, especially on social media and um, influencers and YouTube gurus and all the things is they're like, you can do this look, but you need this product, this product, this product. And that's great for them. They're making money off of that. I like, I don't, cool, do your thing. But because my heart is more about the people than it is about the product, I have a hard time confessing or even calling myself a makeup artist now because I would rather be a coach like a beauty coach than a makeup artist because my whole thing is like I don't want you to rely on me to feel beautiful and I can't tell you how many times if if I had a, a nickel for how many times a woman told me oh my gosh I wish I could take you home and have you do my makeup every day I would be so rich right now I would be driving a brand new Tesla X Like, (laughs) if that was a thing, I would be living large, but that's not a thing. So every woman that I've ever encountered or ever told that I'm a makeup artist, they're just like, oh my gosh, I wish I could take you home. I wish I could take you home and do it. I could do it myself or I wish you could do my makeup for me because you always do it so much better and just blah, 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 like all these things. And I hated hearing that because it made me so mad. I'm like, I'm no different than you. The only difference is that I understand your face structure and I see who you are before the makeup and I know where to put the makeup properly. Like those three things is what sets me apart from you. That's it. For the past two years, I have been trying to figure out a way to help women learn how to do their makeup themselves the right way and teach them the power of makeup and how it directly bring some confidence without masking them or reconstructing who they are or how they look. You know what I mean? It's so much more powerful when you understand who you are before putting anything on top. So um, there's this thing that I like to do and I, I try to help women when they ask me, oh, well, what's the best product? I'm not going to answer these questions because this isn't going to help you at all. Because what you're really asking me is, hey, you're so pretty. How do I become pretty like you? That's really what they're asking when they say, what's the best product? What do you wear? What's the most popular? Blah, blah, blah. So my answer is usually like, nah, it's just like, I don't have a favorite product or this isn't a like the perfect product isn't the real thing or there's no such thing as like the most popular is not going to do anything for you. Let's talk about you. And so I started doing like one-on-one consultations to help women learn how to do their makeup. And one client um, I had, she's so sweet. 
and I met with her and my first question was, hey, when was the last time you really felt beautiful? And she thought about it for a minute and she looks at me and she goes, well, I think it was when I got married on my wedding day. And I'm like, what? That was the last time you felt that you were beautiful? Like, I was shocked. I was not expecting that answer. And she's like, yeah, because that's when I actually like cared and did something about how I looked. But I'm like, okay, but time out. That was a long time ago. <laughs> like over 21 years ago, you've never felt beautiful from then. And she's like, nope, I don't think so. Like there's not a moment that stands out that I felt super beautiful. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. We're, we're changing this right now. So then um, I talked with her a little bit and just kind of got to know her background and what she sees as beautiful because that's really important like what you think is beautiful is not going to be the same as what someone else thinks is beautiful and what makes you beautiful quote unquote like product so the product that you have in your makeup bag is 100% going to be different than the product that I have in mine so we both need different things to make us feel the right kind of beautiful for ourselves if that makes sense because like we're not the same person so why would we want the same product like that doesn't that's not going to do anything for us so um what i like to teach for my clients or friends um is this concept called a five minute facetime and i'm gonna just walk you through it right now and hopefully you try to do this yourselves and see if it makes a difference um, five minute FaceTime. This is where you spend literally five minutes in front of the mirror, which is 100% uncomfortable and very invasive. Um, especially as you get older, things change a lot. Um, I'm pregnant right now. I'm seven months pregnant and I can't stand the mirror because I see myself and I'm like, I don't know who this woman is. I've never seen her before and I miss the old me. So it makes me mad. <laughs> Um, anyways, so five minute FaceTime, you sit in front of the mirror for five minutes and the first minute you are sitting there and just looking at yourself and allowing your thoughts to come through. And most likely your thoughts are going to be pretty negative. Your thoughts are going to be like, Oh, I have dull skin. Oh, look at those blotches. Oh my gosh. Those wrinkles. Oh, look at those bags. They used to not have those bags there like what is happening or my lashes are falling out or you know my skin is sagging I can go on and on and on about all the concerns that are coming up in your brain let that happen okay don't be afraid of them let those happen so for a minute you're gonna just I don't want you to focus and like find those things but I just want you to sit in front of the mirror for a minute and just let those things kind of like come to the surface because those are all toxic thoughts, right? And in order to be purified, if you've ever looked up the process of gold being purified, um, it's in heat and the toxins actually rise up to the top and people swipe off the toxins to purify the gold. So that's kind of what's going to be happening, all right? So you allow those negative toxic thoughts to come up and you just... Maybe talk, like say it out loud so that it's out, okay? The next thing you're going to do is now 
now you've gotten comfortable with like, okay, yeah, I see these things. Okay, let's move on. This is where it's going to be hard because you're going to want to walk away and just be like, ugh, I hate myself. Ugh, I hate how I look. Okay, stick with me. So the next minute, you're now going to identify the difference between your flaws and your features. So you just pointed out all your flaws. So you pretty much know your flaws. Now I want you to find your features. Features meaning the part of your face that is structurally there. Like you can't do anything about it unless you do surgery. You know what I mean? So that means looking at your eyes and looking at your eye shape and identifying your eye shape. Are they round? Are they almond? Are they slanted? Are they, you know, higher on the corners? Are they lower on the corners? Or um, identify your nose. Is it longer? Is it round? Is Identify your cheekbones. Find out where your cheekbones are. Um, identify the f- shape of your face. Is it oval? Is it heart-shaped? Is it square? Like these are the things that are your features that you cannot change. And those are the things that you want to enhance, right? So the first minute, you're pointing out your flaws, which is super easy to do. The second minute, you're going to point out your features, which is a little bit harder, but you'll get there. And then the third minute, between the third and fourth minute, you're going to now target those features and think of ways to enhance that. So if you have hooded eyes, that means your eyes, the lid on your, the space of your lid is a lot smaller. So now you can start thinking, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be wearing eyeliner on my top lid because it's going to make my eyes look really, really small or the eyeliner is actually going to go up to my crease and then it transfers, which makes me so mad. So let's not wear eyeliner anymore. Or, you know, my lips are really small. Maybe I shouldn't wear a nude lipstick or tinted balm because it makes them look smaller. Maybe I should try wearing something that has a little bit more of a color to it to add a little bit more of a boldness, you know? So that's between the third and fourth and you can, you know, look up YouTube because now you've, you've identified your features. So now you can Google or YouTube how to, how to enhance you know, small lips or how to do makeup for hooded eyes. Like you can now specifically look those up. You're also going to target your flaws. And by targeting your flaws, you're not going to just say, okay, I have wrinkles, right? You're going to identify that you have wrinkles. You're going to identify where those wrinkles are. And then you can look up how to fix those wrinkles without surgery, Please do it all without surgery first. If you can avoid surgery or plastic surgery or Botox, like, please do so. Um, Just because the long term is a a lot harder than the, you know, instant gratification. Um, So let's say you have fine lines and wrinkles around your eyes. So you have identified that's your flaw. You have fine lines and wrinkles and you want to fix that. Okay, so now you're going to research best product for fine lines and wrinkles around the eyes or eye cream that targets fine lines and wrinkles and you're gonna look that up and then you can go to Sephora and get a sample and try it okay it's so easy and so simple that I think we get so overwhelmed by that first minute that we're like oh I hate my life because this is how I look now you need to continue and go through all the process and all the steps in order to be confident so then the last minute guaranteed if you go through all of these things 
you now have a sense of what you can change and a sense of what you can enhance because those are two completely different things. So the things you can change, the things that are within your power to fix and make better are going to be skincare product. And skincare product is amazing. It actually helps our skin. And you can be now start your journey on how to fix those things that you've always hated about your skin. And then identifying your features, which is what the structure of your face actually is, like your bone structure and where things are placed. And that's just how you're designed. And instead of saying, oh my gosh, my eyes are hooded. I wish I had big round eyes like Zoe Deschanel. Instead of doing that, now you can find out how to make your eyes bigger or appear bigger with makeup. And now makeup becomes a power tool as opposed to a mask. And then the more and more you use it, the more and more you build a better relationship with makeup, you get confident and you get excited and it changes your, it really does, it changes your relationship with makeup 100%. My philosophy is definitely like, because it's more expensive, it doesn't mean it's better. So don't waste your money on, you know, hundreds hundreds of dollars on makeup to think that you're going to feel beautiful in the end when really you could go to the drugstore and spend, you know, 40 bucks and still feel just as beautiful. Because again, it's not about the product so much. It's about you, the first step to really owning and walking in your beauty that you already have. The first step is to identify what you have structurally that you can't change and then what you have topically that you can change and once you understand that you feel a little bit more confident in who you are and you have a little bit more understanding of who you are and how you're designed and how you're made and you can start approaching things that way and you can actually seek help because you know you now know what to ask someone so Yeah, I'm getting excited because I feel like this is going to help a lot of people, a lot of women. Um, And let me tell you something real quick, ladies. When the reason why I started A Beautiful Mama was because I just wanted to talk about this stuff. I, I want you to know that you can feel beautiful through your own hands. So all that to say, um, I had another brand and... I really had a moment with God and he was just kind of like, just start a new brand and just start talking about what you love and start talking about what you know and help women that way. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because I really do love beauty overall. I do love makeup. And more importantly, I love helping women. And that is my motivation in life. So with all that to say, your challenge, again, I'm just going to Remind you, your challenge is to do a five-minute FaceTime. And if you do it, let me know. Go follow A Beautiful Mama on Instagram. Um, I'm working on having a website. This is like literally so new. Um, I'm working on having a website and an email. So you can contact me in different ways. But go to A Beautiful Mama on Instagram. DM me to say, hey, listen to your podcast. I did the five-minute face. These are my thoughts. And I would love to chat with you about it, okay? 
Well, thanks for tuning in to a Beautiful Mama podcast. To stay connected and learn some of my professional beauty tips, be sure to follow a beautiful mama on Instagram. Leave a comment, like some content, and have a beautiful day.